Welcome to the Pod 20. This week's guest is Dom Jolly. You'll know him from Trigger Happy TV, his books including The Dark Tourist and his podcast Earworm. I'm Graham Mack and you'll know me if you're the driver that delivered our new mop yesterday. This is Podcast Radio's countdown of the top 20 podcasts in the world right now based on downloads and your recommendations at thepodcastradio.co.uk. Each week I'll be... Dom, is that your phone again? Hello? Oh, no, I'm on with Graham Mack. Podcast Radio. No ideas, rubbish. Let's get into the podcast chart then. And at number 20, it's BBC Earth Podcast. Intimate stories and surprising truths about nature, science and the human experience. Number 19, You're Dead to Me. The history podcast for people who don't like history and for those who do. Greg Jenner brings you the best names in comedy and history to learn and laugh about the past. And number 18, Earworm from Dom Jolly. Listen to Dom make phone calls to call centres, helplines and even radio call-in shows. No one is safe. Dom, this podcast, it's a lot like Trigger Happy TV and what I like about it, it has fun with people, but it's not mean-spirited. Why is that? When I was a kid, what happened was things like Game for a Laugh and Beatles About. It was just sort of stupid. It was, it was a bit thick for a start, I, I thought, and it was a bit mean. It was just like just making people angry and I can make people angry trust me anytime because that's what I do but I just I loved hidden camera as a concept of using real people but it always seemed to me that hidden camera was the lowest it was the lowest rung in comedy like if you're smart in comedy you're supposed to go and write sitcoms or movies and stuff and I loved hidden camera but it's it's normally done by thickos to be honest and I just thought why not make it I mean, it really sounds poncy, but I wanted to make it a kind of art form because it is really difficult. I mean, people go, who wrote Trigger Happy? No one wrote it. I made it up. It's all ad-libbed and people don't realise that. And then obviously I really helped it because I think I've got quite good music taste by putting my favourite music on, which is all quite sad, which gives it, again, very unwarranted depth. But I just love it. It was a real work of love for me. And yeah, it's not about... If, if someone If I did something to someone and they went away angry... I think I'd be annoyed, really. What I love, I love the feeling when people go away and then sort of get home that night and the wife goes, how was your day? And go, yeah, it's fine. Actually, it's a bit weird. This scout tried to get me to give them a homoerotic badge or whatever. I just love, it's a bit of weirdness in life, which is no bad thing. Good morning, Impressions Gallery. Hello, is that Impressions Gallery? It is, yes, yeah. hello. Say hello to my little friend. I'll be back. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. More with Dom Jolly in a bit. Back to the chart now. And at number 17, Under the Skin with Russell Brand. It's his new podcast which asks what's beneath the surface of people we admire the ideas that define our time and the history that were told. Russell chats to guests from the world of academia and popular culture. At 16, The Hardy Report. This one was recommended by podcast radio listener Daniel Jacoby. He says, due to coronavirus, every time I turn on the TV, it's the same old news stuff about the same old issues. The Hardy Report podcast does something different. 
looking at interesting non-coronavirus issues in American politics, from universal basic income to voter registration to data protection. Well, thanks for the recommendation, Daniel. If you'd like to recommend a podcast, check out the link at thepodcastradio.co.uk. At number 15, it's Two Pints with Will and Ralph. Will Meller and Ralph Little from Two Pints of Lager and a Packet of Crisps talk to guests with fascinating stories to tell, all over pints and bar snacks. Right, let's check back in with our guest Dom Jolly, who's on Zoom from his home. He's just done a second series of his podcast, Earworm, which is on Audible. I get the feeling, Dom, you're enjoying calling people up and messing with them. Yeah, I love it. I just, I think if you like Trigger Happy, I think you'll enjoy Earworm because it's sort of, I mean, I, I kind of love old shows. It's got elements of the Jerky Boys and there was some old Victor Lewis Smith used to do phone calls that were just weird. To me, I wanted to make prank calls, but... If you listen to prank calls on the internet, they're all a bit the same. They're kind of jocks and they're sort of borderline sexual abuse. And and these are more, I suppose they're, they're like Robert Popper used to do some stuff. I can't remember the name of his character, but he'd just ring radio stations as this really boring man and just bore them to death till they had to hang up on him. So mine are sort of more in that vein of Henry Root type letters. They're just weird. So I have one which I love. I get so annoyed with me 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 people ringing me uh from somewhere that i pay let's say my my electricity bill and they've rung me and then they can't give me any information because of the data protection act you know (laughs) you're like what are you talking about so there's one where i keep i ring a library and i'm trying to get a book but i'm not allowed to tell them what the book is or who the author is because of the data protection act and it gets more and more ridiculous i get one where i'm a fish fluencer (laughs) <laughs> I know people run restaurants here in Cheltenham and influencers ring them up and go, hi, I'm Cheltenham's number one influencer. I've got 200 followers. Can I have a free meal? So I'm a fish fluencer. I ring up uh, fishmongers and basically get them just to talk about fish and give me free fish in return for some fish fluence and stuff. I got a goth who's trying to organize an unhappy hour. It's that kind of stuff. And it's really fun. It's just ringing people around the world, really. And just, just there's no excuse for it. I'm 52. I shouldn't be doing it, but it makes me laugh. And Audible have got the first series as well. So it'll all be in the one place. Yeah. So the first series went out. It was on Acast. It was on all sorts of, and Spotify and stuff. But they, I think they've removed it because they're very efficient and they took it all off. And so they're re-releasing the first episode, which is, they're sort of mini, mini casts, really. I didn't want to make 30 minutes of listening to stuff is quite long. So they're all about between 10 and 15 minutes long, little bite size. I wanted to make something. I thought, when do I listen to stuff like that? I either listen to a long podcast or if I'm on a train or I'm, I, I want a quick 15 minute. It's a quickie, basically. So that's what they are. So there's 10, 15 minute episodes from the first, first series. And there's another nine from the second. So I'm, I'm really chuffed with it. Back to Dom soon. I want to ask him about the difficult relationship he had with his father growing up and if that's what made him funny. Dom Jolly's Earworm podcast made it to number 18 on the Pod 20 this week. The countdown has made it to number 14. And at number 14, it's Funny People Talking. This was recommended by podcast radio listener Heather Edwards. Good podcast, this. It calls itself Improv Comedy Interviews and Life podcasted heather says it's so real 
and it makes me understand comedy even more. Plus, I love their balance of funny and really deep-reaching interviews. I really don't know why this podcast isn't everywhere. I could see this as a late-night TV show. Funny People Talking, recommended. By Heather Edwards is at number 14. If you'd like to recommend a podcast, then go to the recommendation section at thepodcastradio.co.uk. At number 13, it's Fake Doctors Real Friends with Zach and Donald. Zach Bramph and Donald Faison co-starred in Scrubs and are real-life best friends. They share behind-the-scenes stories and connect with Scrubs superfans and cast members. At number 12 this week, Shagged, Married, Annoyed. The married couple, Chris and Rosie Ramsey, chat about life, relationships, arguments, parenting, growing up, and everything in between. Let's go back to our guest now, Dom Jolly. Dom, before comedy, you were a diplomat. You grew up in Lebanon, but your parents were Brits. My parents were British. Uh, You know, my dad fought in the war. He fought in the fleet air arm. He was very British. But yeah, they were kind of stuck because, you know, I was born in 67. Like everyone else was shagging at at, uh, Woodstock. My parents lived as though it was still 1950. You know, it was very kind of expat life. I, I felt very British. But also because I grew up in Lebanon and I went to French schools and I speak French, all the stuff I read was weird and surreal from Tintin, Asterix, Lucky Luke. Uh, I had a sort of continental weirdness, I think, with the British sense of humour. And then when I went to boarding school, you're just taught sarcasm, cynicism, self-defence, attack before you're attacked, all the things that make you a good member of the Tory cabinet. So I kind of had all that mix. But I think it's the, the French part, the Belgian part of me, that brings things like trigger happy, actually. And you went to some pretty posh schools. How did your parents react to you then going for a career in comedy? I mean, you did the you, you're a diplomat, but but eventually it was comedy. It was you. You were dressed as a squirrel. Yeah, um, I don't think they cared really. I mean, my my dad was a frustrated. You know, he was a writer. He wrote five books, but in those days, he had to take over the family business in Lebanon, which is what I was supposed to do. And he, he I think, he always felt that he had to do duty before, you know, what he wanted to do. And I think he actually hated the fact that I did do that. We didn't get on very well. So it was all, this is all very complicated stuff. But yeah, I, I don't think they mind. I don't think they really understood, you know. I mean, they, I, I still think, what was the thing? I think when I did uh, View from the Boundary on Test Match Special, that was the the only time my parents thought, oh my God, yeah, he's he's doing well, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> So no, they've no idea. I mean, what do you do? I mean, when I married my wife, imagine going to Canada where Trigger Happy's never been shown and they go, what what does your husband do? He shouts into a big cellular phone. (laughs) All right, okay. (laughs) (laughs) The the difficult relationship you had with your family, do you think that helped? Because, you know, a lot of comedians have... Father issues. Does that help people be funny? I think that's probably true. I did read some statistic about that and I think it makes you very needy for attention I, I think genuinely uh, that and I've, I'm very needy for attention obviously and I think that must bring out the comedian I don't know I mean it's very difficult to analyze because I am who I am I've no idea really and I went to a shrink once and just it was just a waste of time really because I'm sort of trying to work out what they're trying to work out from me and I kind of thinking I'm sort of self-aware enough to know my problems so I don't know. Yeah, but it's definitely an issue with that. It's definitely Daddy Look At Me, I think. In fact, that's why I called that book Look At Me, Look At Me. I mean, that is it. Yeah, I, I can relate. I had similar 
problems. And uh, something that you said in, in an interview, I think it was with the Belfast Telegraph, I think this interview was. And you said after your dad died, you realized you'd mourned him for 10 years before. And I totally got that. It's really weird that because my dad and I, we just didn't speak you know, for 10 years. And, and I really, I just, I kind of thought, right, that's done. You know, it really was upsetting and I worked through it. And this is all when trigger happy was happening. So probably part of my panic attacks and stuff. And then I just thought, well, you know what, I just deal with it and it's gone. And then annoyingly, he kind of got slow dementia, but there was a period where we sort of got back together, but it wasn't the same person. It was like a very gentler person. And I thought, this is so unfair now. I'm going to get upset when he dies but I didn't really know him. But actually, when he died, it, it, I felt free, actually. I, I, I didn't, it's not because I'm callous. I didn't really mourn it because I, I, I had mourned him 10 years ago. So, yeah, it was a very weird thing to say, though. I felt wrong saying it, but it's true. Dom Jolly. And I'll find out how Dom's coping with lockdown in a bit. Back to the countdown now, because this is the Pod 20 from Podcast Radio. And at number 11 this week, it's the Adam Carolla podcast featuring the rantings and ravings of the American comedian Adam Carolla and his guests. At number 10, The Tuesday Club, the weekly podcast from Alan Davis, mostly about Arsenal FC, but also all football, sport and life as we know it, and particular attention paid to things we know nothing about. At number 9, it's the Joe Rogan experience, the American comedian, actor, sports commentator and martial artist Joe Rogan talks to interesting people about life and the state of the world. Talking about interesting people, let's check back in with Dom Jolly. Dom, you've got another season of your podcast, Earworm, where you call up people and mess with them. How are you enjoying lockdown? You know what? It's a terrible thing to say, and I know that awful things are happening, but I'm really quite enjoying lockdown. <laughs> I mean, I'm an ex-goth. <laughs> I do a lot of work at home anyway. I don't really like meeting people. <laughs> it's just perfect for me. I go out for a walk once a day with my dogs and people stay away from me. And if we do speak, it's just very quickly about dogs. I, I'm having a good lockdown, you know. <laughs> but obviously, within I, I'm aware that there's terrible things happening. But for me, it's not that different, really. I mean, I think because I'm someone that does a lot of writing and stuff, it's not like I've suddenly had to you know, I've I've gone from an office job to home. It's kind of, that's my life anyway, really. And very weirdly, my family, we're a very argumentative family. And I thought we're going to die in this. <laughs> like, this is going to be the big breakup. And we'll end up with like a line down the house. But we've actually got on really well. I've been playing chess and board games with my kids. And I, I don't know, it's kind of like, that. I, I hate that whole, we're on a journey and it's, we're all going to be different. I've been on too many reality shows to know Everyone's like, oh, my God, we're going to be so different when this is over. Bollocks. Like, two days after this is over, we'll go back to what we were. But for now, it's kind of nice. The shame of it is we don't know how long it will last, so we don't know, yeah. you know, whether we... Because that's it's it's the open-endedness of it that's ruining it, really. If we thought, well, like, we're just going to lock down for six weeks, you could really plan out some really cool stuff to do, but we can't. Yeah, no, I agree. That's the problem with it, I think. It's the ultimate nightmare, is, is the not knowing. And you kind of think... How does this end? Because, I mean, I'm, I'm starting to see a thing where certain people will be, have had it. And so they'll almost have a tattoo saying, you know, had it. And then the people that haven't will become like second class citizens. We won't be allowed into restaurants and stuff. So yeah, the whole, it's a very complicated thing. The worst thing for being a writer is 
people say, oh my God, it must be amazing for you. Like you can just sit there writing. But actually I'm doing lots of creative stuff, but writing just, there's a sort of inner anxiety. It just doesn't make me want to write at the moment. So it's not as easy as people think it is maybe. Is that because with writing you need to be inspired and influenced with the things going on in the outside world and really there's not that much going on that you can't control well i'd love to say that but actually the book i'm writing at the moment is about traveling around britain and i've done my traveling around with all my notes so there's no excuse <laughs> it's just uh i think because it is such a weird time you kind of feel oh my god i really need to be using this time to do something and, and actually i think if you beat yourself up too much about that you know, everyone's like, I should be baking, I should be doing all this. And I think really, it's such a weird time, you just need to be nice to yourself. But by that, I mean, just lie around, watch telly and listen to podcasts. <laughs> Talking of podcasts, why are you doing another series of podcasts? Why? The earworm, yeah. I mean, you, you do so many things. You you know, you, you're in the middle of a tour before lockdown. Yeah. Obviously, you've done a lot of TV for lots of different people. You're, you're a writer, travel writer. Yeah. Why a podcast? Well, my love, my real love in life is travel. It really is. And uh, so I do a lot of traveling. I write travel books. My book, The Hezbollah Hiking Club, came out last year where I wrote, walked across Lebanon. And I was touring holiday snaps, talking about that. But I still kind of love annoying people in the sort of trigger happy way and uh i realized that i'm too old really to dress as a squirrel i think uh, and my kids would be just a bit embarrassed but actually the telephone i've always loved telephone pranks like trigger happy really my sort of first love of that sort of comedy was uh, a couple of people called the jerky boys and they used to work in the mtv press room and they used to just ring they used to get all bands phone numbers and ring up bands and annoy them so i've always loved the idea that you can just sit here rather than trigger happy where i had to spend a year going around the country getting beaten up I can just sit here and contact the whole world so I thought I'd make a telephone prank show and series one I did and I got my favorite musician ever baby bird who everyone knows for you're gorgeous and thinks that's it but he's an utter genius Stephen Jones sits in his basement and makes about six albums a year and it's incredible music and no one hears it so I rang him up and said would you do the music and so he's sound so it's like me doing lots of stupid phone calls and then with this beautiful music underneath, which gives it unwarranted depth, which is nice. Uh, so that went really well. And Audible, who are doing a lot of stuff in the podcast world and everything at the moment, they're trying to be the sort of Netflix of audio. They really liked it. So they bought the first series and commissioned a second series. So I've just made, I made the second series before lockdown. And it's great too. Thanks, Dom. Dom Jolly's podcast is called Earworm. Find out what podcasts he's been listening to soon as we go back to the chart. At number eight, Happy Place from Fern Cotton. Fern talks to incredible people about life, love, loss and everything in between and about what happiness means to them. At number seven, it's WTF with Mark Maron. The American comedian Mark Maron has deep chats with celebrity guests, including a lot of other American comedians and one episode featured President Barack Obama. At number six, Frank Skinner's poetry podcast. Frank loves poetry, and he thinks you might like it too. It's the Pod 20 on Podcast Radio with my guest Dom Jolly from the Earworm Podcast. Before we get into this week's top five, Dom, what have you been listening to? My favourite one, the one I listen to the most, is This American Life. Yeah. Done by Philip Glass's cousin, I think. Ira. Yeah, Ira. And it is... I think people always go on about, and it's one of the things I notice when I travel, 
how brilliant British radio is compared to almost anywhere in the world. Things like Radio 4 and World Service. But actually, This American Life, I think, is just stunning. It's kind of always, every week it's a themed, they have sort of three reports and they're themed uh, it's very difficult to describe because it's so different every week. What I like about it is they go so far and so deep. Years ago, they found what they thought was the recipe for Coca-Cola was found in wherever it was, Atlanta or somewhere. And instead of just going, oh, isn't that interesting? And here are the ingredients. They found an, a chemist to try and make it and tasted it. That Going that far, that great. I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, I think to me, it's kind of when you watch a great documentary and there's a tiny idea and then someone's just gone with it, and it's like that. They had, they're, they're a bit like, if I'm going to be poncy, to me, they're a bit like the New Yorker. And it, actually, they are very New Yorker types, mm. as in the New Yorker magazine. If you read an article in the New Yorker, it's, it's not a two-pager. It's like 16 pages. And they just go into such detail. And the one I remember the most that I absolutely loved was when they were talking about why, if you look at all condiments, there's, there's, you know, there's men, there's lots of types of mayonnaise, lots of type of mustard. But how come ketchup, kind of Heinz own ketchup? There's no other real ketchup. And you're like, yeah, that's interesting. And then they just went into the whole, it's so minutiae, but <laughs> I mean, this sounds incredibly dull, but done by them, it's, br- I just loved it. And then just, I love, I love everything about it. So that, that keeps me happy. And I do lots of walks around here in the Cotswolds and I'm always listening to podcasts. The other one, that's probably my biggest obsession that I've listened to for so long is Wittertainment, Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo. I'm not yeah. massively into films. I am into films, but I'm not a film buff. But I think there's something about those two that's so perfect. Uh, it's kind of like, it's what a great podcast is when you're listening to it. It's, it's friendship. You can tell it's brilliant. And Mark is, you know, the don of films, really. And it's he overanalyzes films way too much for my liking often when he really recommends a film i hate it but i love his passion <laughs> for it and yeah. when he has a proper rant at something appalling so i'm remembering i think sex in the city's second or third movie he spent a good 20 minutes almost exploding and i was just i was in the middle of a wood on my own you know the tree fell and does anyone hear i was in the middle of a wood just howling with laughter which was just amazing so i love that and then uh, I, I listened to lots of other weird ones. Obviously, I listened to the big ones like Serial uh, was incredible. S-Town apps. These are the big hit ones I know yeah. for pod- podcast people. But they, they're so amazing. And they're the moment where I'm doing a lot of stuff for Audible now. And I think that's when Audible realized, God almighty, like there, there's stuff going on in audio that really could be like Netflix. You know, when those things just became so massive. And then I like smaller things like Freakonomics I love. I've got, I'm very much of a theme. I like, I hate, um, I don't miss, listen to much comedy and stuff, but um, I'm trying to think what else I listen to. I'll look at my podcast list, otherwise I'll forget. So Freakonomics, full disclosure with James O'Brien, it's all right. A thing called In the Dark was absolutely amazing, uh, which is about, it's a crime writer in, I think, Boston, just talking about crime. Uh, there's someone that used to be a policeman, Radio Lab. Oh, I love Malcolm Gladwell as well. Yeah. Revisionist history. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Amazing old one, which I really loved by Bennett Jones. Peter, by Owen Bennett Jones, which is called The Assassination, which was about the assassination of Benazir Bhutto. And that was amazing. Brilliant BBC one. I listened to one recently called The Missing Crypto Queen. That's amazing. This is about this woman who basically, it's one of the biggest cons ever. And she set up a, 
uh, it was almost like a religion. She kind of tried to set up her own Bitcoin. Was this where they were testing blood for some reason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was is that the? I heard about it, but I've not heard it. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. That was brilliant. And then I listened to another one, which is great, called the Sun King, which was won by David Dimbleby, I think, about uh, Rupert Murdoch. That. Oh. Yeah, I've heard about that one. Oh I haven't God. heard that one I mean, either. That's, yeah, that's the sort of thing you can only get when you work for the Beeb and you're David Dimbleby. Like it was a. It kind of felt like you were watching a beautiful Michael Palin show, you know. It's not a BBC one, though, is it? It's it's independent, but they did have Dimbleby doing it, I think. It wasn't BBC. It was... Uh, I had to go somewhere special. It might have been Audible, actually. It was Audible, Dom. Yeah. Dom Jolly. Earworm podcast available now on Audible. I'm Graham Mack, and this is the Pod 20 from Podcast Radio, and we have reached the top five podcasts in the world right now, according to downloads and your recommendations at thepodcastradio.co.uk. At number five, James Acaster's Perfect Sounds. James Acaster tries to convince comedians that 2016 is the greatest year for music ever. At number four, that Peter Crouch podcast. Peter, Tom and Chris bring you their guide to being a professional footballer. Number three, Catherine Ryan telling everybody everything. The comedian Catherine Ryan can't help but telling everybody everything. Number two, Rob Beckett and Josh Widdicombe's Lockdown Parenting Hell. It's parenting, but not as you know it. And now, the moment you've been waiting for. What is Top of the Pods? Well, it's... Straight in at number one. Grounded with Louis Theroux. Stuck at home, Louis's been using the lockdown to track down some high-profile people he's wanted to talk to for ages. His guests are from all walks of life and both sides of the Atlantic. Well, that's it for the first episode of the Pod 20 on Podcast Radio. I'm Graham Mack, and thanks to this week's guest podcaster, Dom Jolly, from the Earworm Podcast. Next week's guest is the journalist and former TalkSport presenter, Mike Parry. He'll be talking about his podcast, Planet Porky, and also the one you did with Alan Brazil. The main podcast to do, of course, is the one you've touched on. It's Life on Planet Porky with Leslie Ann Jones. And Planet Porky, by the way, includes other people, but it just so happens now we're in lockdown. I'm doing them all with Leslie Ann because we're able to do it over you know, a, a network we've uh, built up. There are other people who will still be on uh, Life on Planet Porky. I do it with a young um, comedian called Jacob Hawley. And I do it with other colleagues at TalkSport who are great journalists. But we've hit the vogue with Leslie Ann uh, and myself, and that's now recognised as Planet Porky. As for Al, well, Al and I did a breakfast show together for five years. And then, unfortunately, I had to go in a hospital for a heart complication. And the show was never resumed, which is a terrible shame because we've been asked about it ever since. And Al's continued to do the breakfast show. But Al's now had a revised schedule introduced into his life with agreement with TalkSport and he only now does Thursday and Friday. So the demand came from several quarters. People want more of Alan Brazil and they'd like to see a revival of Alan Brazil and Mike Parry. So we have done a couple of podcasts now called Brazil and Porky. Um, They've been very well received. We started telling some of the old stories which we haven't told before and we've got a host of stories to tell. So we're delighted that people have come to us and asked us to revive the partnership. Mike Parry, Alan Brazil, on the air, and it's going very well. 
So that's next week on the Pod 20, Mike Parry. What will happen on the podcast radio chart next week? Will Louis Theroux still be number one? Or will Rob Beckett and Josh Widdicombe's lockdown parenting hell turn into Pod 20 heaven? Will your favourite podcast be number one? Well, you can shorten the odds of it being top of the pods. Give me a blast about your favourite podcasts. Recommend me one today. Thepodcastradio.co.uk Faith in the news media has been challenged, making it even harder to get stories told. The Friday Reporter podcast was created to help audiences better understand the media by hosting journalists who will answer the questions to which we need answers. Join me every Friday to hear more.